You're the ice cream man? Fuck you. Your last customer. Hello, welcome to episode 67. 68, I think. Yeah. 68 of Die Hard in the Podcast. And uh, this week we have some exciting news. We actually have an intro, which um, we'll put right here. Right here? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. We're on an express train to hell at 150 miles an hour. You must be Lanny Slater. No, to you, it's Mr. Slater. Drop your gun. Drop it. Some people are trying to kill me. Still believing, and Sunny walks in the park and little babies. And it's pretty rad. <laughs> it makes the sound all official and whatnot. We're doing Die Hard, not Die Hard, uh, the <laughs> Death Wish movies Both. today. The old one and the remake. Uh, yeah, and you know what's funny with the remake? I really kind of like would have liked the movie if it wasn't Death Wish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. We we go on and on about it, and this is a really good example of how, like, how much more watered down and, and soft movies have become now versus in like the set, especially the seventies, but you know the seventies and early eighties, uh, because mm. you know in the original Death Wish, that rape and murder scene is like super disturbing. Um, yeah. You know, like it's hard to watch. Uh, it's, it's 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 probably borderline exploitative for sure, if not full exploitative. So yeah, if not full on exploitative, uh, but you know, it's just like so much softer in the remake where you know the the girls they don't get raped and the bad guys like one of them wants to do the, the nasty deed. But then the other ones are like, no, you got to stop that. Like, so like even the thieves are a little bit better in the freaking. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. It's it's like watered down that way. But then like it's it's more violent than the old one for sure. It's absolutely more vi- like more overt violence <laughs> in graphic violence for sure than the original one. Uh, but like, well, I- this is a. This is like Eli Roth, though. So he did the Hostel movies and Cabin Fever and stuff like that. So, like, that's kind of expected. Yeah, that's so. kind of his shtick, if you will. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Like, a freaking just – I remember watching the 70s one today because I watched them just back-to-back this morning. And it was yeah. like, it was it's like, fun. man, this is so much more – you know, I was like, I really – makes your skin crawl. And I love – it, it, the the bad guys in 70s 70s movies are so great like they're just totally <laughs> freaking depraved they have no real motivation or anything uh and they just are just depraved drug-addled lunatics yeah i can't i can't watch it the entire time going this is written by somebody who who doesn't know how actual like street thugs or hoodlums talk because it, it just seemed like it was just like made up and like the actors they got just seemed like they were just like like i was just like they didn't seem like they were like well the one guy jeff goldblum's is the one of the, the original rapists yeah 
and every time he's, he says anything, it just sounds like a joke. <laughs> like, right. I don't, like, I, like he, he's not threatening at all. <laughs> like, I know, even whenever, because they get kind of uh, political, you know, and that one gets a little bit political about like, oh, we hate rich women pigs. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they keep calling her, they, they keep calling her mother, like the Charles Bronson's wife, like yeah. mother, as if, as if it's like a slang term, which I don't think it, I don't know if it was or not. And the way they were using it, I felt like they were using it wrong. Yeah. Well, and, and all of that 70s, every movie that's got like the 70s drug addled, depraved lunatic, you know, they always, they have that like sort of like hippie kind of slang and it like identifies them as thugs. Like they're like, yeah, let's split, you know, or just like that kind of slang you're right it just does kind of come off as people who don't really know what actual thugs at the time sounded like what it was more like what they thought they should sound like yeah or like or like somebody was like really didn't like hippies so they're just like let's make them all look like hippies (laughs) or like the one guy who comes up to him in like the park and it looks like he's gonna like proposition him and say he's like tries to rob him but i was like i think that's i don't Again, that guy looked like he wasn't a thug at all. But then, like his rap sheet when they when they killed him, he's like, "Oh, he's done this, this, this." And I was like, "Really?" Because <laughs> he looked like yeah. he that bad of a dude. Like, you know, I sort of feel like part of that has to do with like the propaganda at the time, because you know the government and mainstream society really did want you to think that like hippies in the hippie movement that they were depraved freaking lunatics who would like rape you and kill you kill your wife and rape your daughter and put her into a catatonic mess. Um, which, this, yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, I mean, I mean, that movie makes no bones. I think, I think both movies make no bones about what their thoughts of on these characters are, which is pro death wish. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> They're um, both definitely pro, pro murder, I guess. Right, well, and I felt like there was definitely a little right wing, um, pro Second Amendment in both of the movies, uh, especially you know the first one where he actually goes out to it's not Texas, it's Arizona, right? And the guys are like, ah, these liberal yeah. gun control bleeding hearts. They're trying to they're trying to freaking take our guns, but if you come out here, you'll never see a mugger because we'll shoot them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because because Charles Charles Brunson at the beginning is called I think he's called like a bleeding heart. By his like his buddy, yeah. And then when he goes to Arizona, he's yeah. The guy talks about how everybody carries a gun, and the guy looks like he's like a cowboy, and right. He goes to see like a cowboy show, which apparently spawns like he like inspires him to do this stuff, which is hilarious because the, the show is terrible. Like it's like a it's like a Wild West town, and they have like a little like you know a little show going on, and like somehow that inspires him to like. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go back and, and start shooting people. I'm gonna go want to kill Crazy Rampage. That's what I wanted <laughs> to. Uh, by but, this, by this very subpar like uh, the stage show. Cool. And in the, in the remake, <laughs> there's uh, there's a little bit. Uh, now it's not quite as overt, but I noticed a few things that made it sort of like you know, kind of the pro Second Amendment, um, like right wing thing. Like there's a there's a part where he's in the um police station. And as he's talking mm-hmm. about how like unfair it is that the criminals just do everything, he's standing next to a poster about a gun turn in, you know, at which yeah, which is a you know, it's a big talking point amongst uh like the right wing guys. Oh well, you know, Chicago has the strictest gun laws in the country, but they also have the strict like the most shootings of anywhere else in the country. 
because only yeah. the criminals have guns and and then there's the super hot um chick running the gun store which <laughs> yeah yeah like all the videos were like i i, I was unsure of like i usually mind like tone being all over the place but i was still confused because everything else like was, i felt like was dead serious almost or like not funny enough to be funny like type yeah. stuff but all of the videos he kept watching were like the the weirdest videos like the most like craziest videos well, and you know what's hilarious about that is i actually am friends with a guy who is a youtuber who makes mm-hmm. who makes gun videos like very similar to the to the youtube videos that he's watching where you know like he, he will go out and buy a gun just so he can make a youtube video of him <clears> like taking it apart and putting it back together and reviewing it and um, he was actually making pretty decent money off of it for a while. And then YouTube, like, they didn't actually ban gun videos, but they banned people from being able to make money off of gun videos. Oh, uh, I see. So, um, yeah, it was like, it was one of these things where, like, the, like the, I felt like the, the gun store and, like, the gun videos were straight out of, like, a, a Tarantino movie, which you can, like, yeah. Eli Roth and, and those guys are all, like, tight. So it's, like, it's obvious that he was trying to, like, he sometimes tries to emulate Tarantino, but it just it just didn't feel like I don't know, it just didn't feel right. And the, the funny thing is, I'll tell you about this. We we worked on Death Wish at, at work, right? And it's been I think it was like, and they they held it back for like ever. Like it was it was finished like two years ago, I think, like something like that. Oh. But we, but we had we had one version where like that video, like where she is. We, he, she's get, like giving the speech about all the guns and this and that. There was a section about the AR-15, really, but was taken out because there was I, who, I forget what shooting it was at the time, but there was a, I think it might have been the Vegas shooting actually. Okay, where they took they then they they took that section out because it basically talked about the AR-15 in like a positive light, basically. Right, and they didn't want it. They didn't want any of that in it. That's really funny. So it's like, oh, this one little bit's gonna make it all <laughs> like right. not not as not as terrible. Yeah, that the guy decides to go around freaking wasting people. Um, and that is the one thing. That's where I wanted to go with me saying that I really liked the remake, except for the fact that it was Death Wish. Was I hated that in the remake he actually tracks down the people who uh hunted and killed his wife, or you know the the people who were involved in his actual incident and gets revenge on them. Um, I think that's like in the original, that's one of the most powerful things about the original movie that in my opinion makes it work was that he never does catch the people who, uh, you know, who actually were involved with his wife and daughter. It, but, it, you know, it didn't matter because that wasn't the point. The point wasn't that he was going to go find and hunt down the people who did it to his and his own. His point, the point was that he was, you know, sick and tired of society letting this, you know, criminal element breed and take over so he was going to do something about it um whereas the new one kind of just felt like your typical run-of-the-mill revenge flick yeah that's what i liked about the original too i was like i was like wait like halfway like once it started to end which it ends i I feel like i don't know why people i i think it's a terrible movie honestly i the the the, the original is, is, is is just a shitty movie because like even like the stuff that you, it should be good at like the action and stuff like that. It's it's terrible. It's just like un unexciting and like not yeah. even like shocking or anything. It's just like it's terrible. And then the very last shot, you're like, wait a second, he didn't get actually get to kill the those those like Jeff Goldblum in that, which 
Right. Yeah, like I said, it's like it's like actually the best part about the the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I like that a lot. You're right. The action sequences in the first one is you know there's no there's no real tension in them. You know, he, the mugger comes. Well, and see, that's another thing that I kind of like about his character overall. Though is you know he's kind of a badass. He like freaking mm. he's never actually threatened. Where he's like, oh, he's defending his own life. You know, this dude will pull a knife on him or just be like, hey, give me your money. And he's like, no, fuck you, you're dead. And then like that's the end of that sequence, <laughs> basically. Um, but you know, I kind of did like that, and I noticed it in the remake that you know before Bruce Willis actually starts shooting at people, somebody has shot at him first and kind of mm. threatened his life, which gives him sort of the more moral high ground, which I didn't like. Like I like that Charles yeah. Johnson never really gets the moral high ground; he just goes around murdering people, <laughs> um, which which is. Which is way better, yeah. But you're, but yeah, you're right. yeah, the yeah. The original ones themselves was that... were kind of the, the sequences themselves were really weak. Yeah, because like when you think about like Charles Bronson, you think, I think you think Death Wish, but which I don't think you should because he's he's done like like five or six other like way better at least five or six other better movies that he is way better in. So like, yeah, to think of Bronson as Death Wish, and I think he did a bunch of them, which which is terrible. Like six and like, I think he. What's that? Like six of them or something. I don't know if it was really six, but it was a lot. I think it was like five or six. Yeah, but then like he said that this movie like kind of pigeonholed them, which obviously <laughs> he kept yeah. doing them. But like, yeah, like I, don't, I think he's better than the Death Wish movies for what, sure. What movie? What he was? A, he played an Indian in a western. It was awesome. What movie was that? Was it like uh, Chado's Chado's Land? He was in that, and he was. He was in Once Upon a Time in the West. I think he played. I think he was in. I think he was Native American in that one. Yeah, I can't remember. There's one where he's he plays a Native American and he doesn't say anything and he's just mm. awesome in it. Like he just goes around scowling and killing shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's like Hard Times, Once Upon a Time in the West. Mr. Majestic is really fucking good during this time period and. Uh, I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's in like every ensemble like movie. I think he's in Great Escape, Magnificent Seven, Dirty Dozen. Like he's right. in all of those. Yeah, he's in a ton of movies. So, but I mean, Death Wish. I mean, the remake is like, I don't know. Like, it's it's a terrible movie, and like it should have been either more one way or the other, like yeah. we've talked about before, and it kind of just. Toes the line, it's kind of boring. The action in that is just as boring almost. Just as unexciting. Yeah, or... there's a couple cool things. I thought that the the tactical uh the the tactical furniture was, was pretty funny, how you could like stash the the assault rifle in the the <clears throat> ottoman and shit. Um and part of the reason why I think that's funny is my gun buddies they were all raving about how uh, maybe 10 or 11 years ago they had this thing that you could put in your bed and so it would like let you hit like a thing and, and a freaking shotgun would pop out from under your bed. I was like, <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> well, that's the thing with that, with that, with the, was it the, the gun table or whatever. It's, it's kind of hilarious when you first see it, but then he uses it legit at the end. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like a funny moment. It's just like, oh, he uses he uses this dumb fucking table. Table, right? <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's not even like a punchline or anything. It's like, oh, he actually did use that, and it was useful. And that's, that's weird. <laughs> that is really strange. 
I mean, I like the part. I did enjoy the part where, like, he when he first shoots the gun, he gets cut, which I've never seen before. Which I don't know if that's. I don't know anything about guns, so I don't know if that's a real thing. But it seemed like like something that you've never seen in movies before, where like you get cut by the. Well, you see that, and uh, I, that was something I wanted to t- to talk about actually, because <clears throat> yes, it is possible. But really, really difficult for you to do that. You know, you'd have to really. That's what I thought. You'd have, <laughs> to, <laughs> you'd have to really be holding your gun weird, you know, to to have yeah. it done. Like, yeah, that slide does come back really fast, and if there's anything in the way, it's gonna tear through it. But because of that, they make, especially those style of guns, they make those so it's almost impossible to hold the gun like that. I mean, like you could, but it would be really awkward to hold it that way and pull the trigger. You know, your hand would no way, unless unless you forced yourself to do it, would be in that spot. Yeah, because he fires it like two or three times before that. So I don't know if maybe it jumps. Maybe like he's not holding it. I mean, he looks like he's doing fine with it to begin with. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and I mean, and that's another thing is they do they do jump. It's actually kind of a shock the first time you shoot a pistol, like how mm. powerful it is. You know, it's one of those things where it's like I can sit here and tell you, like, dude, it's going to be loud. It's going to kick in your hand, and you know you've got to really brace for it. But until you've actually yeah. done it once, you're not going to know exactly what I mean. You know, you have to actually feel for yourself how powerful and loud it is. Um, but I mean, even that being said, it wouldn't jump so far that when you pulled the trigger the next time, it would slice your hand with the slide. <laughs> yeah, I think I was, I was good. yeah, I mean, I think we've, I've gone shooting a couple of times up here Yeah, just, just for fun, just to try it out. It's, sure. it's a, it's a, it's a scary thing yeah. to shoot a gun. Like for me, honestly, it's like, it's, it's frightening uh, <laughs> to yeah, go in there and, yeah, the first time the first time I shot one, it was just like, "Holy shit, what the hell?" You know, like I mean, I know. It's, it's funny. It gives you a real respect for like this thing will bring death on somebody. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, you fire and you're just like, "Oh, I'm gonna hit everything," and you're like you hit and, like there's nothing or like there's. Yeah, well, and I love how how Charles Bronson hasn't shot a pistol in like thirty five years or something, and the first shot he makes is dead center perfect. <laughs> Well, the same with Bruce Willis. He he, he shoots uh, like two shots into that that moving target of a of a SUV coming at him. He gets the he gets the driver like yeah. right off the bat, and, and he got like, that good just from shooting a detour sign in a back alley somewhere, which is you know another really ridiculous thing. I don't care even if you are in Chicago, if there's some dude in the back alley shooting a pistol at a freaking street sign, somebody's gonna call the cops. <laughs> And what about that fantastic montage to uh, uh, Back in Black, which is which is amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you couldn't find any other ACDC song, like nothing at all. You just you basically went to Amazon Prime and like picked the very first song that that pops up for ACDC. Like, hey, like, this will be cool. This is good. You want know, to scroll down to something? Anything else? Nothing. <laughs> no, no. Hell's Bells. No. You know, we want to do one of those. Yeah, but you know, I just I think it's it, it is funny that like okay, me and Patrick were sitting there watching the original Death Wish, and the first thing I said I said I bet the modern version has Bruce Willis finding, like they he actually finds the killers, and uh, Patrick was like, no way, man, that's like so opposite what the story is, and I was like, I bet you that they, you know, they think oh well, like audiences today aren't going to get it, so we'll change it so that they get the satisfaction. Of, seeing him get his revenge 
Um, and you know, of I mean, that's, I called it. <laughs> I mean, that's where that's where like yeah, if if they'd done it the way they the remake, I mean the the original, it would have been I think much more controversial for sure. But this way, you don't know how to think about it because it's like well. They basically kept attacking him <laughs> too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like um, every time, like Bronson, he was like going looking for it. I mean, and Bruce Willis would like he would look at for specific people. Like he was, right. he would kill with the ice cream man or whatever the fuck is the guy's name was. Yeah, because because he had a kid. Like he was getting his targets yeah. from somewhere, and 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 had he had justification for all his murders. Where with Charles Bronson, you could say. <laughs> Like him going into a shitty neighborhood and flashing cash, like you know he was, yeah. he was freaking trolling for it, like straight up just yeah. looking for a victim, uh, you know, and making it so obvious that you know somebody who may well like the two black guys that he kills in for the mm-hmm. coming that diner, like they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have followed him down and mugged him if he hadn't have gone in there and done that, you know. <laughs> What did you think of the, the one little exchange at the party where the one guy says he's ob- like in the original where the one guy says, well, this guy's obviously racist. And then the one lady is like, oh, come on. Like, it's just because he's not killing enough of white people. It's uh, right. like, and they're like, yeah, I was like, he, I, we need equal opportunity muggers here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, that's like, that's like the one discussion that they're having there. Cause that's what I was thinking too. I was like, he's getting an awful lot of black people. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and to the because, point too, where they even go and uh, they even go and freaking mention that in the the remake, where the one black the one black lady's like, yeah, he was he was killing he was killing somebody, and it was a black family too that he saved. You know, like they went out of their way to mention that. And I thought, well, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this, Bruce Willis, because he's obviously a sociopath. So it's like they both are. So yeah, yeah. They're obviously both freaking psychos that's for sure or like had it in them and what what's what the fuck is vincent d'onofrio doing in, in this movie like he does nothing except like is kind of just there yeah he's sort of like the vaguely loser brother that comes and helps it helps him out because uh, well, I, I, like I, I assumed that was i, th- I assumed it was going to tie into him at some point because he's he owed money and like he was such a deadbeat but like it never does it's just right. he's just a He's just a terrible, a terrible brother in person. Well, and I, I love how in the first one, how uh, Charles Bronson's son-in-law, like Charles Bronson, <clears> obviously <throat> is just like, yeah, my son-in-law is a total loser that I have to put. Him <laughs> yeah, he's married to my daughter. Like every time, you know, like the guy just lost his wife to a freaking vicious, terrible crime, and he's just like, hey, chill out, man. He's like, oh god, here comes the kid again, <laughs> <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Uh, yeah for a while i was i was trying to figure out what the relationship was because like the way they they reacted i was like i don't understand like is that the son and it's the daughter-in-law but no it's the daughter and he's the son-in-law but it's like it was so weird i I thought the relationships were so weird yeah you know another theme that uh, a theme from the 70s that was extremely common in 70s films that they do not really put in um, these types of films anymore too is is like police and government corruption because yeah. the whole reason Charles Bronson walks in the first one is because of government corruption. You know the they're like they they consciously know that he did it. They know they have enough evidence to convict him, but they let him go because they don't want to create more of a mess out of like what he's created. Um, and I, I like I really kind of like that because it, like it has like this weird 
truth to it, you mm. know, that they'd rather let a murderer walk three than like have to do more paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. I don't, I don't know if I, I, I saw that either. Cause like when I saw the, the ending, I was like, what the, why, why the fuck are they letting this guy go? Cause it's like, he's been killing people. And if you catch him, that's all that, that should, that should, that should be awesome. Like you, that would be a great thing for you. But instead they walk out and say, they don't know who the guy is. And like, basically look incompetent so it's like right. i was confused by the the ending of them just like sending him well, off and what the mayor and then, said, what the mayor said in the in the like behind closed doors discussion with the detective was he said well if we arrest him we're going to turn a murder yeah. turn him into a murder and we'll get a ton of copycat crimes and they're like yeah. and then he said which which i thought was kind of brilliant was he was like look <clears> if we just let him go if we just convince him to stop killing people then, like, in a few weeks, people forget all about him. And I was like, that's yeah. freaking awesome, you know? <laughs> that's crazy. And then, like, yeah, in the, the original, in the remake, it's just kind of like he gives some lame ass excuse for everything, and the cops are just like, well, okay. All right. I got a slice of pizza. I'm going to eat some pizza and eat some donuts because I'm, I'm just a fat cop. Yeah, we, like, we, I don't know, know. we know 100%, you know, that this guy's guilty. And, you know, and see, that's what's weird is cops would like, they would say like, oh, I support him. But, mm. you know, like there'd be no chance that they would freaking not arrest him, you know. I mean, that would be the thing too, like for the, for the, the original. I feel like the the the, uh, the main cop Vincent Gardenia. I'm not sure what his real name, like his his cop name was, but the, the actor's name is Vincent Gardenia. Yeah, I, I wish he would have explained it a little more, like at the end there, like something, like a little more. I would have liked a little more explanation, but I mean, maybe it's not necessary. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and is that is that Hank from Breaking Bad? Have you ever seen Break? Did you ever see Breaking Bad? Yeah, that's Hank on the, okay. the 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 remake. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, is that a remake too? Oh, in the remake, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I really like Breaking Breaking Bad's kind of funny. Was that uh, was I started? I watched like the first like two or three episodes right when it first came out, and I was like, yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. But then never really watched it again. Uh, and then like maybe around the when when it got on Netflix, then I started watching it again and was like, wow, this is really I can't believe how good this is. And that's kind of like like that character is kind of like that would be a nice a, if the Death Wish Bruce Willis would have been like more like more like him, right? And Breaking Bad, and then because because you like him but he, like he's doing a bunch of terrible stuff and he starts to like it but he's still doing terrible things but he's still likable yeah i think that's the problem with with this one because bruce willis is just he's he's, <laughs> he's 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 like he's like emotionless throughout most of his movies anymore yeah and like even when he's crying i was like you know somebody just put some visine in his eyes right before that scene like sure. there's no way he's He's bringing that. There's, there was no way he brought those tears on his own. There's yeah, no well, way. and I love, I, I do love that about um, Breaking Bad is that not only like it starts out as like, okay, this is a good guy who does bad yeah. things, so I'm rooting for him, and uh, like slowly over time, he just turns into a bad guy who does bad things, and you're still like rooting for him. <laughs> and see, that would have been like a, a much much better like arc for bruce willis and death wish than he had here which was like i, I, I don't think he had one because it was just like he started killing people then he enjoyed it but then he 
he felt nothing afterwards at all, like no regret, no nothing. He was just like, all right, cool, this is fun. And like he just Yeah. Well he even is like giddy at one point, you know, like he goes to a psychiatrist and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I feel way better now and I've been sleeping because I've been murdering people on the streets. And see and see if they've shown something like more like along those lines, like him going out and just like murdering some people like for fun or something. You know I mean, like that type of thing, like killing more people than just the people involved. Yeah. I well, think it would have, or like, it would have gone a long way. Like in the original where, you know, the first time they come after him is just like, okay, this guy's coming after me and I killed it. But it gets to the point where he's actually actively going to seek out like victims. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's all, like you said, you know, it's almost like the freaking fact that he's trying to kill scumbags isn't the point anymore the point is he just wants to kill somebody and he uses mm. the fact that they're scumbags to justify it yeah i mean he even like he's like the cops are watching his place and he even like like avoids them and like like takes like like extensive measures just to get out just so he could go murder some people <laughs> like, like yeah insane <laughs> so it's, it's like an was like if it had been about something else, he would have just been like, "Oh, okay, never mind. I'm just, yeah, I'm just not gonna go. I'm just not gonna go murder people tonight because right. there's cops everywhere." But, and the nah. cops, they still let him skate. That's what I couldn't believe was just, <laughs> like they call and they basically say, "Hey, the cops know that you're doing this, so yeah. heads up, knock it off." And he's like, "No way, screw you, cops. I'm gonna still do it." You know, and you and and most cops would be like, "Okay, I will lock you up and throw you in jail. I tried to help you out." Of course, most cops yeah. probably probably wouldn't tell a murderer that <laughs> that the cops know who he is. <clears throat> did you notice? Did you see? It's a funny thing. Jeff Goldblum's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Did you see who the cop was at the very end of the original? No, uh-uh. the young cop, Christopher Guest. Really? <laughs> yeah, who gives awesome. the who like hides who hides the gun who takes the gun from yeah. Bronson gives it to the the main the detective. Yeah, it's Christopher Guest. Wow. <laughs> Which That's, is hilarious. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> so you got like this great cast of like comedians in this movie <laughs> as supporting players. Yeah, as just bit players. This was their their uh, launch pad, their springboard to a <laughs> long and storied comedy career. Speaking of funny, the, the the fucking death with the bowling ball, like the, he shoots in yeah, the bar was, with a bowling ball. That was, <laughs> it was awesome. Fucking, what the fuck was it like? It's like it seems like Looney Tunes, <laughs> right? Well, but you know, also like it's one of those things where you know every time I've ever picked up a bowling ball, I've always thought, oh my god, this could like murder you if it fell on your head. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was just sure like how how it like like got triggered and then kind of like rolled like to the side and down. Part. It was like it's like like Acme like Wiley e. Coyote like type stuff, which would be <laughs> which would be funny, but like I didn't think the the scene was spo- like it didn't indicate anything at all that that was supposed to be like right hilarious or like just like like i feel like it just played it straight like yeah. a lot of it, times and it still was kind of a little hilarious though just a little <laughs> yeah, yes either intentionally or uh, not and i don't know if whenever at the end like if the end scene when the guy got shot eight times and then fell off of the balcony and broke his neck like I don't know if that was intentionally funny, but I definitely thought it was funny. Like I was like, I was like, oh, that dude just took eight bullets to the chest, and then I was like, oh, and then he brutally breaks his neck. <laughs> Which is like that should have been like the entire movie, just like him, just like killing people in gross and gross fashion. Yeah, in like really brutal and awful ways. That would be pretty good. 
like the guy with the uh, the, the mechanic. The, be- the best joke in the movie was, "I'm not gonna kill you." Jack is. Jack he meant, is. You know, yeah. <laughs> he meant. He meant the Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and and now that's medically that's medically accurate too. That if you were to actually touch somebody's sciatic nerve, it would be ridiculously mm. extremely painful. Like probably in real life, the the guy would have passed out, or you know, before too long of actually somebody hitting that, you know. Well, so, well, there's another thing, like a psychopathic thing he was doing, <laughs> like torturing this guy. Like, sounds like the original, like he didn't do that at all. Like, it was just like, uh-uh. he became like a serial killer, basically. Right. Well, but see, like, that's what's kind of cool. Again, it goes back to the fact that Charles Bronson didn't care if he hunted down the people that got like the like the specific guys that didn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. You know, all that mattered was that he was cleaning up the streets. Yeah. <clears throat> So cool. Well, I'm I'm pretty tuckered on this. Uh, <laughs> plenty of death wish. Plenty, death wish plenty of death wish for a good while. Uh, I don't know what what we should do next, but I guess we'll come up with that and post it on the Facebook and all that. Yeah, I don't have any thoughts, so I don't know. We'll figure it out. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Give us a like. Maybe oh. a subscribe or a comment. And uh, we're gonna have some outro music too coming up. Yeah, and it's pretty freaking amazing, so you definitely want to listen. <laughs> Alright. Alright, peace. Peace. Hunting season is over. That's why you don't want to have a baby. You're married to the police department, not me. I say goodbye. Happy trails, Hans.